Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, All right. Hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. Hey, it's Jamal. And I'm Stony with an S. Wow. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming back to another week at Thanks for Coming. It's the Magically Gay Podcast experience. I hope you guys this week's are all going okay. Please tell me verbally if your weeks are going okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, we need to stop. <laughs> I wasn't done yet. God, way to ruin everything. I was really having the time of my life, girl. <laughs> All right. Um, Well, we were just really inspired by last week's ASMR inclusion. Clearly, RuPaul has been listening to our podcast and knows that ASMR is all the rage over here at TFC Pod. Seriously, this is not the first time we've seen like one of our ideas manifest on another podcast or a show. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not cool you guys at least give us credit they beat us damn it we're just full of all kinds of ideas i wish people would stop stealing them (laughs) i know or else our lawyer is gonna come send you a cease and desist and we just don't want to go there you know yeah (laughs) our lawyer is busy so please stop already (laughs) yeah anyways (laughs) you guys of course we're here to do episode five of rupaul's drag race all-stars And uh, before we get into that, of course, I feel like we need an update on how your dry January is going. We're hanging in there. Right before we recorded, we were just all joking around because um, our um, friend Megan was visiting. And of course, it's not dry January for everyone. So she brought over some wine (laughs) and there's a half a bottle of wine just chilling on the counter and we can't touch it. Yeah, it's been like great being dry and everything like i'm just so high on life right now (laughs) um yeah in your house is it dry like your vagina (laughs) (laughs) it's so dry on here like i don't even know no in all honesty yeah basically like the sahara up in this bitch it feels nice to be like cleansed though like i feel lighter this is always great was this the third or fourth january we've done this (laughs) you're the worst sorry i was opening (laughs) i was opening my hard cider sorry everyone i'm just over here drinking real quickly Um, quenching her thirst except like i replaced alcohol with diet soda so now i'm just like consuming tons of aspartame i'm pretty sure i'm like obtaining cancer as we speak no Uh oh if you went into the uh, x-ray you would be lighting up (laughs) all over it would be like a damn twister board in your body yeah so i'm not really sure how good dry january is if i'm just like consuming aspartame like every couple minutes so Well, over here, your dry January is going really well. <laughs> Today, I'm drinking a, an apricot cider. Ooh, that sounds good. So, shout out to all my Call Me By Your Name fans. <laughs> I'm actually going to teach you a word today that I learned from watching Call Me By Your Name. And it's Italian word. And it's the word for apricot. The Italian word for apricot is albicocca. Hmm. Wow. Did you learn that on Duolingo or something? <laughs> no, I just watched the movie, Queen. Oh, shade. <laughs> I love Duolingo. I learned lots of Italian phrases watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Did you, see, did you see that they're doing Call Me By Your Name vinyl? Or did you already order it? Like for the soundtrack? Uh, is there like a new one? I mean, I already have two different colored vinyls. Oh. <laughs> Call me by your name. Like, I saw something the other day and He's I thought it was there, like girl. brand new. Like, they just released it or something. Oh, maybe there's a new, like, color or something like that. I'm not sure, but um, I have the black and the, the peach colored vinyl. Ooh. And I also have the little 
the little 10 inch single from Sushan Stevens with all of his three songs that he put into the movie. And that's clear. That's awesome. But it's actually, I just found on the vinyls themselves, like on the inner part where the music isn't, they actually etched like little quotes from the movie into the vinyl disc. That's so kind of cool. That is neat. Nice little memento. Yeah. So some will say like, call me by your name and I'll call you by mine. Interesting. But it's really cool. <laughs> if, if you're really nerdy and into vinyl, it's probably super cool. Or if you're like a super fan of call me by your name. <laughs> I haven't talked about it in a while and the topic came up. Sorry. I'm, I don't know what you expected. So shady. <laughs> I, I know. Love it. <laughs> I bet you do, Queen. <laughs> Anyways, how was your guys' week? Is there any updates that you'd like to share with the class? Uh, same old, same old here. Keeping up with the gym, feeling great. I told Stoney my jeans feel a little looser. That's nice. That's so nice. Yeah, today yeah. was leg day. <laughs> I did so many squats, like... Now, I haven't worked out the past two nights, but I'm going tomorrow night and Saturday morning. I feel like calorie carb dashian right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that's with your pants being so loose, Jamal. What's it like to be like Monique Hart's wig? <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel stunning. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> snatched. <laughs> But are you brown cow stunning? We'll say she's half baked. So she's almost brown cow. She's kind of like milky and caramel cow. We're just... <laughs> she's double stuffed cow. Oh. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to get rid of our back rolls. Like get ready for those holiday the back spring, rolls. summer back season. Rolls. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to be snatched for Gaga in May. I'm going to be out there showing out. Yes. <laughs> well, that's cool. I have a couple updates that I would like to share with everyone listening. Spill. So this Friday is my birthday. Yeah. So if you would like to send me a tweet or a gift card. <laughs> um. She's just coming out and asking for it. <laughs> I mean, it's my birthday. Why don't you tell the people to leave us a review and rate us five stars for your birthday? Yes. For my birthday, I would like reviews <laughs> and ratings. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. This is like my super sweet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have the like fanciest sweet 16 ever. <laughs> Are you going to like cry and yell like whenever you don't get your way? <laughs> <sighs> Dad, I said it. I wanted a fucking new car, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say it better be a Range Rover, or she'll cry. <laughs> I want a fucking like hands-free, drivable Tesla. <laughs> yeah, not this shitty like Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want a Maserati. <laughs> you got me the black one. Oh my god, that one's so ugly. I told you I wanted white. <laughs> girls and their pearls i know but um but other than that we've started promoting the podcast on grinder so if you're <laughs> in indianapolis or seattle you might be able to find us and meet up with us so i thought that was kind of exciting we're trying new marketing tactics you know yes we are um it's funny story quick story so i was updating my picture today on grinder and it was the picture so we took a group shot with thorgy thor when she was here in Indy, and we were all together but then stoney and i also had a, a picture with just the two of us and in that photo she has her leg up and across like stoney and i'm holding basically like thorgy's ass and i cropped it out <laughs> so it was just like me and thorgy and i actually like cropped it right under my hand <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but it was a it was a cute picture and they rejected my photo. Yeah, because you're being gross and perverted. But it's Thorgy Thor. Like clearly this... in the picture, her leg is out. Like she's being Thorgy, right? I'm like, those bitches rejected my picture. So I had to crop it again. And now you just see my hand cut off, but Thorgy's still there. I mean, Grinder's like the holy Vatican. Like you shouldn't be posting inappropriate photos like that. I on mean, there. dudes have like basically their asses hanging out, and they don't get rejected. Yeah. Well, clearly, Grinder's sexist against female asses. Uh oh. 
<laughs> we got you, girl. We see Give you. Give me on candid camera. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Well, <laughs> but you know, 2019, New Year, New Me, like it's time to like. Oh, here this one goes. Basically, like start our new, like, I don't know, our new uh, marketing campaign. So that means we'll be on other dating websites like only farmers or christian mingle <laughs> christian mingle <laughs> catch me on black Scruff. planet i'm gonna be on bumble <laughs> i don't know does does only farmers do they have an app or is i'm it sure only, they like, do on the computadora <laughs> i'm sure those hoes do i don't know do you get it hoes? we gotta get on plenty of fish too oh my gosh you missed the joke the hoes Oh, the hose. I'm sure those hose like, do. Oh, the garden. Ha, 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 ha. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, that joke really came in like a wrecking ball, you guys. For real. I thought I was doing something. Oh, my gosh. Maybe next time. I don't know. <laughs> next time, girl. <laughs> Peach voice. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um so yeah, so we've got some like really cool ideas though in all honesty like for marketing and stuff. Like don't want to really put it out there quite yet because I feel like we talked about stuff and then not followed through. So uh <laughs> I don't want to get anyone's hopes up and we have to like brainstorm and like make our ideas more fleshed out and that sort of thing. But I think it's going to be really cool and I think you guys are going to be really excited and um yeah, so we're we're coming to a sitting near you sort of kind of sort of <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that but yeah so other than that some news that we have to get out of the way is that we got a new review on itunes yes queen who who from yes. did they leave any info Yes. So our review is from Andrew and you actually can find him. He has his own podcast. Maybe you subscribe already. It's called Friday the 13th and we're not being paid to plug them, but we are really like in love with their podcast. We found them. We've been chatting with them recently in the, in the new year and it's a really cool idea. They do horror like it's uh, half of the show is horror in real life. So like politics basically and then the other half is horror and media so it could be like movies or tv shows mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's really an interesting idea yeah their most recent episode the drop dead gorgeous episode i was just getting my entire life at my desk today because that movie was just a shit show and it's a classic they were talking about how like you can't buy it anywhere and amazon had it for like 40 bucks i was like why is it that much money Wait, 40 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't find it streaming anywhere either. Oh, I'm going to have to find a link, girl. I know, right? <laughs> Let me get my torrents. Oh my god. It's like <laughs> it's like the real world seasons. Oh my god. Oh, you can't like find them online I know. anywhere. Stoney and I get so worked up about that. As soon as they air, they like MTV like scrubs it from all existence. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good call on their part, to be honest. <laughs> Probably. Sorry, we got sidetracked. But yeah, I enjoyed listening to Friday the thirteenth. The commentary is great, the stories are great, and um they seem like pretty awesome podcasters. Yeah, and one of them is a Hoosier too. They went to I you yeah so that's also really cool that's even better yeah we got to support the hoosiers you know our fellow hoosiers here and um fellow midwestern podcasters they are living in chicago now and they hate mike pence just as much as we do sweet <laughs> so check them out on twitter on your probably anywhere you can find a podcast and uh check them out they're really fun so the review they left us were so kindly to leave us is really nice. And it's titled just a fun gay old time. And it says, Oh, five stars, of course, cause we're awesome. Yes. But, um, <laughs> the review says these three have such complimentary personalities that I instantly fell in love with. They are also very good about having natural conversations without talking over one another, which with three hosts can be tough. Love listening on my commute, but everyone looks at me like I'm crazy because I'm constantly snickering. Sit down with these three and get all the tea and all the shade you need. Yes. Thanks, Queen. That was a great review. We appreciate it. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I never knew I was complimentary, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> 
they were talking about Jamal and I actually. So oh, I see how it is. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> yes thanks for the review queens if you enjoyed the last two minutes of our podcast you could leave your own review and then you can hear it on a future podcast and it'll be super fun yes queen who doesn't love hearing their name on the drive to work or on the drive to the bar you know i know i sure do So, um, yeah, why don't we go ahead and get the show started? We've got some tea boiling on the stove, and it's just about ready to boil over, honey. The kettle is whistling. Oh, honey, I'm ready to take this tea off and serve it warm. (laughs) (laughs) The Diet Coke is good. (laughs) Mmm. This peach drink is so good. I feel a little tipsy. I'm jealous of your apricot realness. Mmm. It tastes so good. Don't be jealous of my cider. I'll be coca. <laughs> <laughs> Who's she? Who's that bitch? <laughs> you have to keep saying it or else people won't remember it. You have to say it three times in a row. <laughs> it uh, sounds like a tongue twister. I'll be coca. I'll, I'll be coca. Abi coca? I'm not falling for it. Yeah. Abi coca. See? <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Abi coca. <laughs> Stoney sounds so angry when he says it. <laughs> Y'all aren't catching I'm the me person slipping. that was like in Spanish class, just like, me llamo blue jeans. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> la bodega. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. What was, there was this like really annoying kid in high school and he would always say the same thing. It was like, it was like, yo tengo un langustina en mi pantalones. <laughs> it was really confusing. I don't know what he did with the lobster. What the hell? Yikes. Like if Drag Race was Give on whenever I was in high school, I would basically go into Spanish class every day and be like, it's me, Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh like God. walking into AP bio like modeling your textbook like different book cover realness oh my god everyone was like who is she <laughs> no if drag race were on while I was in high school I would have definitely been outed for sure yeah yeah I mean that in the best way I would have walked through that door and death dropped immediately <laughs> just glitter falling whenever I take something out of my backpack it's like, what's up, sixth grade? Who's ready to get sixing? <laughs> <laughs> Death drop. I could totally see this. I'm ready, girl. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we switch gears and get into some talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, episode five, and this week's Honesty Spill of the Week. And girl, did a lot happen this episode. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit crazy, a little bit twisty. I don't even know. (laughs) Topsy turvy, (laughs) all of that. It's going to be a bumpy ride. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, to start this episode off, obviously Latrice is gone. R.I.P. girl. Bye, Mama Latrice. Manila is still going through it. Like, she looks like she's been crying for years now, nonstop. (laughs) Uh, She she says that it was easier for Monique because she can still follow her heart while picking someone that technically had a better report card. Yeah. Which I kind of agreed with. I do. I didn't think about it till she said it yeah i do um i mostly agree with this i say mostly because of course you're like trying to see both sides but i mean it's the truth like like manila said they don't really have no queen on that show and that room anyway has the history that latrice manila had so it's just it's a lot to weigh yeah and i thought like uh monique when she was complaining about manila and just like and how they're all just kind of like shading Manila for basically picking Monet to go home. I'm just like, that's mm-hmm. so unfair because uh, Manila and Latrice like have known each other for so long. Season three and season four, they've done all stars together. They've been on countless tours together for years. Mm-hmm. So 
I just think they don't really understand like how much of a friendship they had and like I don't know for them to be like judge her on it I was just kind of like that's or that's kind of unfair like I just don't understand where they're coming from yeah it's like how can they all be in their feelings so much that they're oblivious to the fact that like girl she was thinking about saving her friend like come on like you guys would do that for your fave too right that's just it they so would and i feel like monique would have selected monet to stay over pretty much anyone even though monet's like body of work has not been very good this season Mm. like this (laughs) this episode was pretty good but like that report card right yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) No, I totally agree with you. I mean, all the queens, like Manila just stood up and they were all just like staring at her like she has a target on her back. So this was a very important week for Manila. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we'll get more into it later. But, you know, Manila knows how to rise, rise up in a scenario like this. So um, she's never really shook. So, um, yeah, Manila handled her ship. Yeah, she did really well. Then it's the next day and Rue comes in in her butterfly suit. Another nod to the previous season. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, I did catch that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, girl, we're all doing butterflies now, I guess. We can even go as far as to say, you know, as Rue came down the stairs, you know, the butterflies were just falling closer to the floor. (laughs) For real, girl. It was really frightening. (laughs) I was having flashbacks from that horrible night. (laughs) (laughs) And then we find out that the challenge for this week is the roast of Lady Bunny. And they have to write a hilarious eulogy. (laughs) Uh huh. Lady Bunny, may she roast in peace. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so the queens have to bring their comedic energy this episode. And we were just talking before we recorded, like, people should have done their homework, you know, maybe taken an improv class or done something to become a little ounce of funny but um yeah so we'll see what they're bringing to the table yeah definitely i mean it's like you know you're gonna have to be funny like part of being a drag queen is being funny so i was expecting uh, a little bit more from naomi i actually thought this was gonna be a good challenge for her so either they edited out everything funny that she did (laughs) or like I don't know. There has been a lot of criticism about uh, screen time for Naomi this season and just like kind of questionably like, did they just bring her back as the filler queen, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't really catch that commentary because um, I didn't hear it initially. And I feel like we've seen Naomi enough on this episode or this season so far. I think, I mean, I think the problem is like the thing with Naomi, she's just been saved. So she hasn't been in the bottom. She's not been in the top, so it's like she's not really had or been involved in a lot of the drama with the eliminations. That's true. So it's just been like, okay, like here I am. Like I don't really have anything to do now. That's a good point because naturally the story is going to gravitate towards the the peaks and the pits. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but it's like at the same time, like why did you come back to all stars just to be safe the whole time? Like everyone knows who you are. Yeah. And that's the challenge. It's like, um, I think Manila might've touched on it, you know, or maybe she was just listing her resume, but when you've been on the show enough, <laughs> like, you know what to expect. That's no shade. She's just saying, you know, her and Latrice had been on seasons before and, she has she is a more seasoned queen so she kind of knows the drill it's like be prepared is really what it comes down to yeah like scar said in the lion king (laughs) (laughs) that's shady there was a whole song about it yeah so in the workroom i mean we have to talk about the cheetah in the room what did you guys think about trinity's like crazy ass workroom look oh my gosh i was confused it's like maybe she was running late or she spilled some coffee on that shirt and just needed to cover <laughs> it but the hat the shirt the robe oh i didn't know <laughs> i feel like she was just trying to steal valentina's thunder <laughs> oh you think she was <laughs> Yeah, girl, this episode, more than any other one, is so present that Valentina specifically waits. She, like, waits in the group last. She waits for every single person to enter, have their moment, 
and then she walks in like that's in a whole other runway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. We only got a snippet this round. Yeah, I didn't get introduced to the title of her look this week, which is kind of upsetting, but I still appreciated her runway look. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check her socials to see if she gave us like a little fashion photo review. <laughs> yeah, of herself. Of herself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're preparing for their challenge. And for the first time this season, RuPaul is in the workroom, Henny. She's going table to table, mm-hmm. taking orders. Hopefully she gets them all right and you don't get the fries you didn't want. I thought that too. It's like, okay, we finally see Rue in the workroom. And, you know, this is an important challenge, the roast. So it's like she she wants to make sure they're bringing their A game and that they're on the right track. Um, So, you know, she's kind of doing look to look and she gets to Manila and everyone wants her to fail. But she's just like making RuPaul just like laugh and laugh and laugh. And everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I know. That was hilarious. So I'm going to play back the episode so I can take a picture of this moment. But as soon soon as Rue started doing that Rue cackle, they like panned over to Monique and she had that deer in the head <laughs> headlights look like, oh shit. But I mean, Face come on. The century. They should have known better. Like again, Manila is a seasoned queen. If you put someone at the bottom, yeah, there's a lot of weight, but you usually put your best people last. Like if you're a performing artist, you want to go last because that's where you're going to get your zhuzh and all of your treats and bells and whistles. It's going to be a performance. Yeah, I don't know. I was, like, so annoyed with Monique this episode because, like, (laughs) they were just like, oh, well, we're going to, like, get Manila now because she voted out Monet instead of Latrice. And then, like, I just love that Manila just, like, slayed all of them. (laughs) I know. Because I was like, bitch, don't fuck with her. Like, she's, like, a seasoned queen. Like, she will, like, own all of you. She's been around the block in a pump, (laughs) you know, once or twice. Right. And Monet's just like, if she's in the bottom and I'm on the top, I'm voting her ass out. It's like, so you're no better than her then. I mean, seriously, like, (laughs) just because you're like brown cow stunning, like every other episode doesn't mean you're going to like beat Manila. (laughs) Yeah. Don't even try it, Henny. So then they all do their rehearsals with Cecily Strong. Monet comes into the workroom and a nod to her season 10 entrance look. She's sweeping the floor. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I did catch that. (laughs) I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. So then the queens are getting ready for the roast and they're kind of poking at Manila. Like they're subtweeting Manila in real life (laughs) about her voting strategy. Oh my gosh. That's the perfect way to say it because I felt like fucking Naomi was such a troll in this like moment. I was just like, calm down. You were just talking about how much of an idol and a moment this was to work with Manila and be there with Manila. Now you're just being petty. Don't be petty, girl. It's okay to be a little shook because you're not ready. And I love you. You know, I love you if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, change the channel. She's like, they are talking shit and they're reading me for filth. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. (laughs) They don't understand fashion. (laughs) So next, it's time for the roast. What did you guys think about Rue's like orange and green dress that she wore? I didn't know if she was like making a nod to like the neon season, but I was just like, oh, she's giving us like some neon realness, but I loved her hair. I felt like, yeah, I don't know. Like somebody was like, oh, I have this like dusty old thing in the back. You can wear this. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could wear this like if you don't have anything else. (laughs) But again, those lights, like I feel like the lights that they use on that runway really alters a queen's look. Because if you look at some of the looks and past seasons, contestants, um, social media posts versus screenshots from the show, it almost looks like completely different color scheme wise yeah yeah i thought ish the like editing like when she was coming out like i don't know they did something different like there was like some like digital effect like i was like what is this trickery like i don't understand what is this sorcery yeah there was like (laughs) stars or something like what the fuck is happening yeah it was very confusing (laughs) yeah i kind of agree with jamal though like i was like oh work that hair is awesome but the dress i was like Eh. Yep, exactly. It's like, meh, all right. Definitely not brown cow stunning. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, in the roast, there were definitely high moments and there were definitely 
several low moments. <laughs> several lows. I think that we can all agree that uh, the people that struggled the most in the roast were Valentina, Trinity, and Naomi. Yes, I was so worried because Naomi and Trinity are on my team. I was like, oh gosh, you got these notes from Cecily Strong and you are still bombing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised Trinity trinity did so bad but i guess i don't know because trinity's like more funny when she's just like playing a character mm-hmm. but like telling jokes yeah. is not her like strong suit <laughs> <laughs> yeah trixie was like she should have came out as caitlin jenner and done the roast as caitlin <laughs> yeah it's more like for trinity like she might be good in a uh improv scenario like she might do really well there because with a more focused topic like you know roasting lady bunny she struggled like she couldn't really come up with the um, yeah. jokes for the specific topic or subject. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, I've listened to started trying to catch up on the Race Chaser podcast with Willem in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I only got to the first episode, but I did hear some relevant information to that applies to this roast because they were saying that um, that sometimes the queens will like pay for jokes. So oh. I know think they were saying that trinity in the past has like paid for jokes like when she's done like haters roasts and roasting tours basically oh and then she has some time to prepare if she's giving someone a homework assignment and then she collects them and studies yeah basically which is smart yeah and, and they were like no shame in that you know right. like if you're not a funny queen then give some money to some other funny queers yeah. and yeah that's everyone what, wins. that's what writers are for there's like plenty of writers on shows we all love like a fleet, like Live. yeah a fleet of writers so there's no shade in that yeah so i guess when she has to come up with the jokes in, her, in the moment clearly she had a hard time mm-hmm. but um but on the other hand if your name starts with an m you did really well this week in the <laughs> roast <laughs> because <laughs> we had monique monet and manila in the the top like funnier roles Nice. I like that. It's definitely the case because Monet was such like a strong opener and Manila was a very strong anchor. Yeah. And Monique was a very good for what, you know, for being her position. She wasn't like the funniest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't do bad at all, but you know, she's a good like middle. Yeah. Like keep this mm-hmm. party rolling. <laughs> yeah. They divided the production. I think just some in general, like the lineup that worked really well for the three of them. Yeah, I think Monet I really enjoyed because like there's this uh like casualness of um Monet that I really like and I think that's why she was she's always been so funny like in her confessionals because she's like so easy and mm-hmm. but she, like she can she's just a funny person so like I thought she did like an awesome job coming out and starting it so I really liked hers. Yeah, definitely she did. I mean, she was a great person to start. Uh, Manila was a great person to end. I mean, we were kind of talking about order earlier, mm-hmm. and it was just crazy to me, like that um, that uh, that they would put Manila last because you know I figured they were going to try and trip up Manila. So it's like, why did they not put her first? Exactly. <laughs> like, she was kind of setting her friend up for failure <laughs> that's exactly what i told stoney just about the whole you know the better acts go last it's like they completely set themselves up to step in their own shit because of course manila is going to bring the heat and also like i thought too like it was set up perfectly for manila because she could end it by basically like calling everyone out like from the will and saying like you're <laughs> all like worth or you know like making fun of them mm-hmm. so you're just, all like, trash yeah like i was like this is perfect i loved her entry with the um that veiled umbrella she like peeked out <laughs> yeah as soon as that happened i was like oh yes this is looking good i was scared my my teammate was like gonna get put through the ringer but as soon as that happened i was like all right like i think she can do this yeah and that was really smart to kind of read all the girls while doing the rose because that's kind of like what you should do because like in pretty much all rows that's kind of what the comedians do so it was kind of like the other girls just like kind of dropped the ball on that one. They could have had more material to use. Right. And, um, you know, she's got that spice and season Manila. So again, it's just like, Hey Queens, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. Follow suit. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Follow suit. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Next. 
Thank you, next. <laughs> so then uh, then Lady Bunny gets her time to shine. And like she when she rises out of her casket and's like, hallelujah, I just like lost my <laughs> shit. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Lady Bunny is always hilarious. I liked her digs at Rue, too. <laughs> yeah, her her jokes, like the style of her comedy is like really funny. It's like kind of dirtier, a little bit more sexual, but it's like mm-hmm. still really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought um, Lady Bunny was like on RuPaul's podcast recently. Yeah. And that was like really funny too. Yeah. She was good. (laughs) And then of course you have the iconic moment. Miss Bunny. (laughs) Miss Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Going back into her, her slayed rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was amazing. Also, like, I think it's funny how, Bunny just kind of like pokes at all the RuPaul like catchphrases or something, you know, <laughs> the memes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lady Bunny really made, was a good person to be at the roast and like really kind of brought a lot of the more not funny <laughs> moments away and you, yeah. you kind of get to end with a strong point. Yeah, I'm glad they did that too because a lot of the new viewers don't know that they are really close and good friends, Lady Bunny and Ru. So when they showed that picture yeah. about, you know, Bunny and drag for the first time, it's like, oh, I've seen that picture before. Well, before we get into runway looks, why don't we take a quick little break here? I need some more drinks and I'm sure you guys need some more like water or whatever, like people that don't drink alcohol. Drink. <laughs> we dry. Yeah, this is a dry campus queen <laughs> for now. See you guys soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right. You guys, um, thanks for coming back. We have a lot to get through. I just wanted to apologize if I'm a little bit slow in the second half because I actually got mugged by Lainey Bunny out back and she (laughs) packs a strong punch. Ouch. (laughs) It was so scary. There was weave everywhere. You know, it's, (laughs) it's like, do I bob and weave? Like there's just this like large wig coming straight to my face. It was really scary. Some <laughs> glitter bombs and stuns mixed in. Yeah, it was really bad. And then uh, her friend Bianca just like shanked me in the side. So it was really scary. Ouch. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and move on? I'm bleeding a little bit, but I think I can make it to the end of the podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> why don't we all pick like maybe a top two for the runway? Who is your favorite stony so for me this week i really liked monet because i felt like she really upped her game on this one it had a little bit of like more i don't know it was a little more artistic than what we've seen from her in the past vampiric yeah like i loved i just loved like the red heart with all the white and like the jewels and everything on it was just beautiful to me so the headpiece the pope yeah so to me monet did an awesome job between her challenge and the runway look nice pick yeah i agree i wish she had kind of like shown off because she had like the little stigmata like holes on her hands i wish she had done like Mm -hmm. a pose that showed that off more but i mean her her look was great yeah fabulous all that beating great what about you jamal who's your top two oh so this was tough because you know naomi slayed with the prince look and that was a perfect nod to him but i think that trinity really came through with the kind of high fashion look of the night it looked effortless and natural and just full like fashion forward future of drag kind of style so i appreciated that everything was done right as far as the accents and it just came off really well on the runway yeah i agree i mean i feel like every like Everyone really had a strong runway this week, I think. There wasn't really anyone that was, like, too bad. But for me, my top two, I think, would be Manila. Uh, Not just because she's on my team, but I really enjoyed, like, all the extra details that she thought about for her costume. I know some people were kind of saying it it looked, like, too costumey or whatever. But to me, I just 
think she was like you know thinking angelic and white you think of all like the frescoes and like stuff like that painted on um in the churches and just mm-hmm. you know other art and you always think of like the sort of like angelic person with like the wings and and to me it looked like she you know was like this fierce angel but she had her like gold battle armor underneath and she was like yes. this kind of ready to slay total goddess like look and i just loved her hair and this whole outfit together it was just fabulous yeah so i think that um the rest were kind of okay for me there wasn't anyone that looked really bad uh i thought valentina's look was strange <laughs> looked like a mattress basically <laughs> this is a strange episode for valentina in general i thought yeah. i liked her gown i thought it was different but she could barely move in it yeah i i did like the bottom half of her outfit like that dress with all the like feathers kind of poking out i did i did like that part of it a lot but the top part was kind of like weird <laughs> But yeah, so I thought everyone was really good. Moving on, we go back to the runway and we find out that Manila and Monet are winners this week. So go team Seth. (laughs) Team Seth, Um, snatching all of the edges. I'm snatching all the trophies, Henny. (laughs) So um, yeah, then we find out everyone else is in the bottom, shook. Everyone was shook. They were like, what? (laughs) Yep. There's no more bottom two. At this point, everyone is in the bottom if you're not on the top. So definitely mixed emotions around that. Definitely. Do we want to touch on Valentina's strange view of what happened and who deserves to be in the bottom? Um, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I just think like Valentina, like, I don't know what's like, she's... She's just off her meds this week. Yeah, she is like going crazy i think i think <laughs> yeah. maybe like them putting her like in the hotel or something like maybe she's just getting cabin fever like <laughs> i don't know what's happening to her <laughs> yeah i mean i think she's a stupid queen <laughs> no Be- because or maybe just delusional because they weren't laughing with her and like her performance in the rose it was just so strange like you couldn't look away, but it wasn't good. And she didn't have eye makeup. Yeah, yeah, she definitely, I don't know. Like, she hasn't been bad this season, but to say she's, like, been the best, like, that's a little bit far-fetched. <laughs> it's the usual, <laughs> yeah. right? She's had some strong looks. Yes. But... We find out then that Monet and Trinity actually both win. So everyone is super shook because they're like, oh, girl, who's did they pick the same queen? Are two mm-hmm. queens going to go home? What's going to happen? Yep. This is like a roller coaster episode for the queens. Just all the twists and turns. Just every blink of the lash. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We, uh, we find out that actually no one's going home this week, though. So I bet everyone's super relieved. <laughs> yes, everybody can breathe. You know, the tucks got, you know, not as tight, maybe. Everyone could relax. <laughs> <laughs> you take your tuck out, unwind a little bit at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, from here, basically, shit just hits the fan and things get really crazy. <laughs> so as they alluded last week, All-Stars rules are suspended. Until further notice. Yes. Yes. Finally. What's going to (laughs) happen? I'm so excited. Like, this is going to, you know, throw all the strategy out of the window or worry about the strategy, I should say, because now it's going to be back in the judges' hands, which I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. I was really kind of excited for this because it's starting to get a little too cutthroat as far as like who's going home each week. After this, after they said this, I was like, oh man, this next episode must be the one where like all the queens return. So then they all go back into the workroom. <laughs> and the scariest thing you could probably ever see is Lady Bunny in the mirror looking back at you. yes peering from behind rupaul's mirror note is the witch bunny (laughs) yes there's a lipstick message stating that they're gonna have to lip sync for their life so clearly they will not be singing for their legacy anymore so the game has changed a little bit and you'll the whoever will be lip syncing will be could be going home yep no more ten thousand dollar coins yeah rue ran out of money it's kind of (laughs) awkward 
<laughs> no more tips for you girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lady Bunny tells them to turn around, and who is standing there but the four eliminated queens, Latrice, Farah, Gia, someone else. <laughs> Wait, who was the other one? Oh, shit. Oh, Jasmine, Jasmine Masters. Jasmine, girl, Jasmine. There you are. Yeah. In a lucky 800th place, Jasmine Masters. <laughs> yes, they're all dressed in black, looking like they're going to their um, second husband's funeral. Well, I think Farah missed the black moment. <laughs> that yeah, she's wearing red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. She's in red. She's but, the know, one that murdered her husband. I've seen mistresses go to funerals in blood red. Yeah. <laughs> she bold. But uh, I, they all looked pretty fierce. I think Gia looked absolutely stunning. I love Gia's look. I think hers was probably the top look, I think. Latrice, I think, also looked really good, too. Mm-hmm. It was just throwing me off that Farrah was in red. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's okay, though. She looked great. Uh, they show like a little bit from the next week's episode. Clearly, there's going to be lots of drama next week, Henny. So make sure to stock up on your tea. Yes. Use your big mugs, like the soup mugs. You'll need one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I'm like super excited to see it, um, like what's going to happen. I don't really understand what the preview was trying to show because it was like... I don't know. It just seemed like Rue was like bringing these people back so they could all fight or something. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you notice in the preview clip, the only queens that were picking lipsticks were eliminated queens. Yeah. We couldn't figure that out. So clearly, I don't know, like clearly like maybe they're sending someone home and they're coming back. I don't know. Taking their place kind of deal. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, well, maybe, you know, Rue is making... Uh, determining like a bottom two and then like maybe the eliminated queens pick who goes home like I'm not sure so I guess we'll find out yeah they could be picking and maybe they're gonna be sending a couple people home or something since no one went home this week so um yeah it'll be really interesting next week and they say everything is going to change for all stars all new rules so i'm shook (laughs) yeah i'm i'm ready to see it yeah let's get all these queens out of here (laughs) (laughs) well i'm really excited for next week's episode because Well, not only will it be my birthday, as we stated earlier in the episode, but I will also be spending the night with Monet Exchange here in Seattle. Not a one-on-one, but I will be going to see her perform. Heck yes, that's exciting. That's going to be a great birthday. Yeah, I'm excited to see my my teammate Monet. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to let us know like how many sponges like she throws out into the crowd. Yes, I want a sponge of my own queen. (laughs) All right. So to kind of finish out this honest tea segment, Stoney, would you like to please take it away and tell me how great I did this week? (laughs) Yeah. So episode five of the draft is going well for Seth. Not so much for the rest (laughs) of us. Um, (laughs) Basically, Seth obtained all the points and Jamal and I got... (laughs) No points. We're sinking. I'm just a Titanic over here. Uh, Manila and Monet both won the main challenge. They both won the lip sync for their legacies. Basically, that's 40 points for Seth. Um, And then all of us each had two queens apiece on the show. So we all get two (laughs) points apiece for those queens. So the total... Yeah. So the total on episode five was 44 points to Seth. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Four to Jamal and four to me. Yay. Yes. I love this week. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings the total to Seth in first place with 117 points. Yes. Myself in second place with 74 points. And Jamal's in last place with 62 points. Damn. Dang, girl. Couldn't even get 69. I know. (laughs) Naomi and Trinity, <laughs> I need you to focus in this moment. Girl. We're better than this. I mean, as much as I am like just loving my life, being a three-time winner uh, for <laughs> these past few weeks, <laughs> I think that this... I mean, we don't know what's coming next week. It's a big shake-up, so... 
my whole uh, empire could crumble. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like, we definitely have some points in there for if a queen is eliminated and comes back. So we'll see if that happens. But there could be a lot of crying as well because these bitches are <laughs> unstable as fuck. So we'll see. Vera <laughs> is coming back and she is on your team. So <laughs> Stoney's just calling in how he sees it. Stoney's going to be racking in the points next week. <laughs> but also the points could slow down a lot too since there's no more lip syncing for your legacy. Like that's like oh. 20 points gone per episode. Yeah. Well, see, I think we had it before... Like, we'll have to talk about it, but I was thinking about if we go back to regular rules, like, maybe we'll give points for if you're the winner of the lip sync. You know, if you're in the bottom two and you win the lip sync. I guess that still applies. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, it would be good because if you have a queen, like, in the bottom, like, that would be, like, incentive, like, okay, at least I have, like, a queen that earned points, even though they did bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I like that idea. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see how all this plays out. I'm really excited to see what all the twists and swerves and curves and all of this (laughs) leads to next week. Wait, wasn't that like the challenge last week? Swerves and curves? (laughs) Yeah. I'm swerving and curving. I've been doing that all week. I still don't understand that challenge, but whatever. (laughs) Swerve. All right. Well, you guys, I think this is a great uh, spot for us to go into our trade. So I know it's time to turn up the heat and uh, we'll see what shakes loose in the trade section. I'm so excited. Trade. Mm. Trade. Trade. Someone named Ornacia Lopez said they're going to give us a listen. Ornacia? Oh, yes. Like the Ornacia? Not the Ornacia, but maybe Ornacia's cousin. Oh, okay. Not the one um, <laughs> on uh, Vivacious's head? <laughs> no, maybe in the group shot. Or maybe Cornacia? <laughs> All right, you guys. Well... Welcome back to the hottest segment in podcast history, trade. It's trade time. Trade. Yes, honey. Who's got their trade pulled up? Who wants to go first? I think Stoney should go first this week. Yes, I have it pulled up. I second this. (laughs) So mine is a non-traditional trade for me, but it's a really fun one. Um, So my trade is... (laughs) <laughs> good lord <laughs> all right my trade is <laughs> kirsten cinema so al Pricotti. <laughs> who is a just recently elected senator of arizona and she is the first openly bisexual senator elected in the united states wow. of america very cool yes and she was sworn in last week or two weeks ago or something like that and pence of course did the swearing in and basically it was hilarious because she first of all chose to be sworn in on the rule of law instead of a bible (laughs) which you knew know that drove like pence nuts that she did that (laughs) yeah he probably couldn't find one yeah (laughs) in his office you know there's probably no law books in there no, I was going to ask what inspired you to make her your trade. But then, you know, someone, yeah. someone who does something like that, you know, that's love at first action. Yeah. And I just, I mean, she cute though. She cute. Yeah, she's really <laughs> cute, actually. And I just thought I would give her a shout out because she is openly bisexual. And I, I think it's important that we have um, representation for everyone in the community. And I think it's really big because um, and we haven't really talked about it a lot, but it's it can be hard for people to come out as bisexual just because it's um, there's such a stigma with it sometimes from even within our own community. Yeah, so probably the most from within. I think I just thought it was important to uh, mention that, and it's somebody I've been following, and I just thought, um, yeah, let's I give think her that's a sh- pretty awesome a spotlight. <laughs> Yeah, she's the kind of trade you take to a nice meal, you know, the kind of trade you would maybe take home to your mom. Yeah, maybe for like Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Um, That's wow. going to be real awkward when I like tweet her next week and I'm 
or Instagram comment her and I'm like, check out the latest episode you made trade of the week. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck She's is like, a trade? What's trade? <laughs> I don't know. What are we trading? I mean, maybe she'll like shout us out on C-SPAN or something. Who oh, knows? Shit. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, hey, girl. She'll put us in one of those. We're just like three wholesome gays from the Midwest. We would love to be one of your marketing tactics. So if you can just like email us at tfcpod at gmail.com, that'd be great. Maybe she'll like put us in one of the bills that uh, gets passed. Like it'll be like a little section for TFC. <laughs> yeah that sounds like a great idea maybe she could make offer code tfc pod like a national thing oh yeah. my gosh yeah maybe if people are buying fruity pebbles fucking yes. coupons or maybe some lucky charms Ooh, i like some charms yeah so there's yeah. that's my trade girl what about you jamal <gasps> So I have a delicious looking Brazilian man here. His name is Leo and um, he's a pilot. And also I think he went to school for business management, his profile says. But um, of course he's gorgeous. I think he flies mostly from like um, India to like the UK and Europe, that part of the world. So um, it's pretty cool to see his pictures, just, you know, the land over there. And then you put like somebody who looks like that on top of like a beach it's it's just not fair it's <laughs> totally brown cow stunning for sure <laughs> we're gonna like, show seth do you think he flies really high <laughs> Ooh, hey girl <laughs> just sitting here on the beach in my little speedo nbd uh, it's always a speedo and they always have the deep v uh girl I want to be on that beach. Me too. Do you need any more suntan lotion? I got you covered. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, you know what they say. Life's a beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you all to see him though. He um, he's pretty pretty. Well, I like both of your trades for different reasons. Um, <laughs> but for my trade it is going to be someone that has recently made a splash at the golden globes oh the golden globes awards i don't know why i'm having trouble saying that <laughs> so my trade this week is going to be lady bunny i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> My trade this week is going to be an actor that I just heard of because of her stunning look on the red carpet, and it is Cody Fern. And I think that Cody is just so cute, and I love that he is an openly gay or bisexual actor. I don't want to label or assume things because I actually don't know a lot about Cody quite yet. I haven't done my deep dive yet. Okay. But I do know that Cody has a boyfriend, so I'm going to have to work on that. And then... (laughs) I know that's right. I'm going to binge watch all of his shows or movies, whatever he's done. You're just going to go on IMDb and go down the list. Yeah. I'm going to start most recent and then work my way backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, I really think that Cody's an admirable person just in general because of the looks that he was serving on the red carpet because it was very androgynous, very feminine. And to be, you know, going to such a widely covered event on TV and, you know, like, of course, knowing that you're going to be criticized by the um, the right conservative party mm-hmm. <laughs> is like pretty brave, I think. I know that I don't know if it was for award shows, but other events that Cody has gone, you know, in in similar type clothing and in very like stylish, feminine, you know, cut clothes Mm -hmm. and with makeup and stuff like that, too. And I just think that's like so like great just to be like so just so fearless. And I'm excited to learn more about Cody. And you guys know that I love androgynous people so he fits right into my trade for this week i'm gonna have to look up those um golden glow pictures um yeah we have to support our queer brothers and sisters and it's it's nice so we can be out here slaying confidently even if um we're not too sure if a crazy is around the corner in today's climate you just never know so yeah. props to all of you who this are is cody yes i saw oh, that yeah that was the picture you american sent horror us. story yeah. yeah i sent 
Jamal and Stoney that Yo. picture because I was like so happy. He played at Absolute Psycho and Apocalypse. You need to watch it soon. I know. I need to get caught up, girl. Like, I need to find it. I love American Horror Story. I don't know why I've let it slid for this long. Oh, also, my trade flies to Brazil since he's like from there. I felt like I had to say something else because Stoney and Seth gave such glowing reviews for their trade wait yeah hello brazil <laughs> he flies to brazil he's a pilot so he f- probably flies from brazil to india to wherever his stop is i think it's tehran I, is that is that iran iran i don't know i'm not good at geography mm, i'm pretty positive that's I'm not wrong. sure what's happening right listeners now. tell us i'm getting my geography mixed up but I it's mean, somewhere like in the middle east uk area good for him well, <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> to say hello to Brazil because we I noticed quite the spike in Brazilian listeners last week and, and within the past couple weeks in general. So, um, hello, Brazil. We hear you. We see you. Yes, we will come tour in Brazil. I knew you were wondering. <laughs> I would love to see Brazil. Book me. <laughs> Let's book a real cute Airbnb and go feed the hummingbirds. I just want to go to that big statue yeah. thing that's up in the oh, like Rio called? de Janeiro or mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Yeah, Sao Paulo. Oh, maybe that's what. It is. I'm like just Imponima. I don't know. I'm just saying saying all the Brazilian cities I know. No, that's right. And I'm only really remembering right now because they're on the pandemic board game. Yeah. Okay. They're also disregard everything map, I said. I, is, I don't really know anything about Brazil other than like there's this huge statue on this like one time I saw an amazing race. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know what you're talking about. It's the the picture. It's a religious one, right? And, yeah. and it's like a person in a robe, and they have their hands right. out. Yeah, like, and it's like on a mountain. Yeah. We're gonna do our Googles after. Yeah, this. holy mountain. Yeah, I'm gonna learn about Brazil. So if you guys want us to learn more about you, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very intelligent here, as you can tell. <laughs> we're open to learning, so just shoot us a quick message, you know, tweet or insta comment at TFC Pod. Yeah, tell us where to go in Brazil. Well, I think this is a great spot to wrap up the podcast this week. Hope you guys thought this episode was brown cow stunning. I think that uh, we will be with you guys next week in another brown stown, brown cow stun- look look brown look. cow stunning episode. Look at karma snatch your tongue. Sorry, <laughs> I need to put some more sponge dress comments in here. Sorry, I'll I'll even it out. It's fine. Well, you guys, we have to go because I have to put on my sponge dress to clean my apartment. So um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Keep spreading the news about us. We're coming out in 2019. So get ready. But until then and until next week. Bye. bye. bye.